0: Sounds like a real game of groans to me.
1: Oh, (laughs) Yeah. yeah.
2: This is episode 72 of the Insert Credit Podcast. I'm Alex Jaffe, and my favorite fake language in a video game is the non-Italian spoken in the Mario and Luigi games.
1: Wahoo! (laughs) Uh, I'm Frank Zafaldi, and my favorite fake language in a video game is the one that uh, Tim is going to talk about, so I'm just going to let him do it.
3: Uh, My name is Tim Rogers, and my favorite fake language in a video game is the one that is in Panzer Dragoon. Panzer Dragon, Spy... Uh, Panzer Dragoon Saga Panzer Dragoon Orta Shadow of the Colossus uh, Eco and Breath of Fire 5 Dragon Quarter
0: Yep So since I knew that my name was after Tim's and I wasn't going to get to say that one I had to think about a different one um, and so I'm going to pretend that my favorite fake language is the written language in Nier which is actually uh, based on the uh, like a certain strand of DNA, and it it has a lot of encoded messages in it, and that's pretty interesting. But really, the true answer is Panzer Dragon language. That's
3: pretty cool. How did it make it into all those other games? Um, big strong muscles. There's <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> some big uh, some big coincidence of people who uh, knew each other and liked each other. Um, another cool language. I, I actually like the fake-written language in the Zelda games, and uh, I think it looks cool. It looks like it could be real. And a good honorable mention is the the absolutely horrible language in Jade Empire, which is like set in a fantasyized, a fantasized China, right? Uh, but they just have you just look at like these scrolls that are very obviously Chinese scrolls, but there's just god darn kindergarten crayon scribbles (laughs) all over them and it's like why didn't they just use Chinese and it's like in all the interviews there was an interview on IGN where it's like they hired a linguist from Harvard University who made up their language, and the language is literally like, you walk up to a guy, and he's like an elder in a village, right, and you walk up to him, and you're like, oh, he, and it's like, he only speaks the old language, and and then you say hello to the guy, and he goes, ching-chong, bong dong a wing wong right, and it's like, it's like really, really horrible, it's like extremely hideously bad, because there are so many Chinese dialects that you could have just picked one.
0: Yeah, you know? yeah.
3: And there's over a billion Chinese people that you could have just got one of them. It's real easy to find them. They're like one-sixth of the world, you know, instead of just getting some some white dude to make ching-chong, bing-a-ding-a-wing-wong sounds. But, Tim, Harvard. You're forgetting Harvard. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, think it, I think it was Harvard. Yeah, yeah, but that guy was he made this constructed language My. and it's just like it's BS.
0: You know, they they have they also have enough dead languages over there that they could have used. You could have used Tongut. That that language is dead and weird and interesting. Yeah. Uh, and they, and there are people that don't speak that but could fake it a lot better than Ching Chong Bing Bong.
3: Ching Chong Bing a Wing Wong, dang a chong a wing wong. Bing it's dang, like Wada Wada Bing Bang. It's like it's like yeah. really bad it's it's like I, I, if there's any everybody who's watching this check it out it's got to be on youtube somewhere it's really hilarious
0: i've actually uh, never interacted with that game so i'm going to go uh youtube that up a little bit later
3: it's a it's a game of cool uh well i mean you you played dragon age right it's i played it's, dragon uh, age yeah. it's by some of the same dudes uh it's it's bioware it's Indeed. one of those like bioware weird b not b team so much as like b plus team mm-hmm. project so it's like a big world RPG, but it's not Star Wars and it's not medieval. But it's, it's a really weird collection of mistakes.
0: Sounds like a real game of groans to me.
3: Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah.
2: Ooh, yeah. Nice. Uh, Tim, do you want to yeah. count that as your topic, or do you have another topic in mind to start this show?
3: I wasn't aware I was supposed to be thinking of a topic. Then let's skip um,
2: you entirely. Unless you so, want to come up with something on the fly.
3: Let's see. Uh, I'll come up with something on the fly, maybe two or three questions, then. Can we do All that?
2: Then right. here's one of mine. Uh, why do so many games which escape development hell end up a disappointment? And how have the exceptions, if any, avoided these pitfalls?
0: Hmm, well, I think... The most, D.H.? What? Yeah, D.H., what? yeah. Most games... I mean, I think Rare is the game that doesn't get into a little bit of development heck, at least. Mm-hmm. Um... But, so, I guess the ones that the ones that escape uh still being good games are the ones that are given more time and thus more money to become you know at least a good thing if not the thing that the the folks making it originally intended um, that's what I would say the ones that that enter and never return either. Don't have enough money to finish up and just have to come out, or mm-hmm. have extremely difficult, like management problems that that are just stymieing cre- creativity and stopping people from from doing their jobs or letting people do just whatever, which is what happened with um, with that, Keita Takahashi MMO thing that was just unbridled creativity left unchecked and they just had, you know, for one class you could finish the game in two hours and another class it was like 50 and they just nothing was balanced and nothing was together and the end.
3: Wait, what game are you talking about?
0: Kato Takahashi's MMO. Glitch
3: thing or whatever it was called. Yeah,
0: Glitch, I guess.
3: Yeah, I remember hearing about it and it was gone and dead before I ever... Satisfied the curiosity to glimpse a screenshot of that particular yeah. game. Which I, I, you know, not it wasn't that I, you know, no offense to Mr. Takahash but, you know. That guy lives in San Francisco now, doesn't he? We should go hang out with him.
0: Yeah, he does. He does. Maybe we should go say hi. You know, um, the. He recognized
3: the one... me from the Dyad commercial. Oh, that's he's cool. like, He's like, you're that guy in that Dyad commercial. I'm like, yeah, and I also, like, talked to you, like, 10 years ago. And he's like, <laughs> oh, I don't remember that. And I'm like, yeah.
0: Um, um, one so one thing interesting th- thing that came out of that Kaito Takahashi thing, just before you go on, is yeah. they did release um, 200 of his design ideas that were just like scribbles with a and a, a tiny little mechanic attached, and uh, that was really kind of fun to just look at and and understand why that game didn't work. <laughs> well,
1: like that's true of the playground stuff too, right?
0: Yeah, basically. Like, if you look at his
1: playground drawings, it's like, like, wow, so many children would have died (laughs) if they built this. uh, Jeffy, you are, like, rubbing the heck out of your microphone. Yeah, he loves that mic. It's it's, his buddy. (laughs) Um, So what I was going to say is that to Brandon's original point, like, I think most games hit a point where it's like, okay, this is garbage and we're almost out of time. So we either need more time or we need to just, like, throw a bunch of this out and sew it up and get it out. And uh, that's just how it works. So they'd escape hell and uh, come out uh, good if they find more time or money. Or had a producer that, like, kept things on schedule. Or they uh, come out and they're not as good as they could have been.
0: Yeah, so or we, you can cut stuff satisfactorily. Like yeah. in with the uh, with Gun House, this game that is still not done, we did have to extend the amount of time we were going to work on it. We were supposed to be done with it a month and a half ago, um, and that's just you know us not eating for a little bit. But um, th- we did we had like a campaign mode set up for it, and we had a much more intricate shop, and we had some other things that we wanted to do we were gonna have a metal system that you used to advance and we just uh, got rid of all that stuff and cut it down to to something that it something that is infinite and something you can play forever. And it I'm actually not at all disappointed with that, but we did have to cut like half of what we were going to do.
3: So what are we talking about, Jeffy, when you terms that were in the heck and then uh, that were that were that were hip deep in The stuff that became good. What's an example of that for you? What what Uh, do you you think of a game that was
2: deep in the stuff that became good
3: forever? Yeah. It was deep in the stuff, you know, the heck, and then it came out and it was okay. How many games like that are there? I feel Uh, like if there's something wrong with it, burn it and uh, do something else. I mean,
2: Mother 3 comes to mind. That took a lot of forms before it was finally released.
3: Mm, yeah, that was, uh, I don't know if that was ever in the heck, though. It was just, it, it was, said, Yeah, yeah that Itoi totally didn't like it, and they just cancelled it.
1: Well, that's not, I mean, I read, maybe you read the same thing. There was this huge roundtable talk between Iwata Miyamoto and, and Itoi uh, about, like, that was published right after uh, the original Mother 3 was cancelled, and it wasn't really that it was in development heck. So much as it was just kinda what I was saying before. It's like, yeah, it's kinda garbage right now, but like that's just because it's missing a bunch of stuff and we're out of time. Uh, and that's why they that's why they canceled it. It's just it would have taken too much effort to fix it up and get it out.
0: There's this this is uh it's hard to call it good again. We've had this discussion many times, but Deadly Premonition was cancelled seven times and uh <laughs> to, and took a whole bunch of years before it came out, and uh, yeah. and that game has qualities that I'm glad exist in video games. Um, if 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 we can't call it good, and yeah, so that's an example. Uh,
2: yeah. Team Team Fortress like, Two was first announced in 1998.
3: Yeah, I don't know that's, if that's heck so much as that's Valve is just really cool. Yeah, they're dead. just <laughs>
0: polishing it forever. Like Blizzard yeah. can do that too. They will just be like, "Ah, eh, we're not ready with this. We have millions so of dollars." in
3: in the Japanese game industry, they will announce stuff as like just now in development that's been in development for three or four years. Yeah, they like they when be I was sure. working at Grasshopper, they they announced that Shadows of the Darned like after it had just been. Languishing, just like flopping like a dolphin that has suddenly teleported to the middle of like a Walmart, you know, just like like flopping on the cold floor for like four years, right? Just this hideous, unsalvageable game that went through a hundred different forms in a year, you know. And uh, I, I imagine the same thing was with the uh, Final Fantasy 13 when you read about development process of that it was it was a heck of logistics is what it was it was it was hundreds of artists just turning out art and making these environment backgrounds and being like yeah I made this Uh, this is probably something and they're, they're just going yeah and then they've got this big folder full of images snapshots of environments and they're just like what is all of this you know and like that's that's a heck and i feel like that game uh i mean who even knows what it was supposed to be when it started you know who even knows what they were going to do with that it's probably not what they made
0: yeah they certainly didn't know
3: yeah <clears throat> so it's like i think of the the i mean i think that in a in a game that's good it was uh, the the heck of it is just part of a struggle you know you know,
1: I would mm-hmm. imagine that both of uh I mean do they call themselves Team Eco? Like the Eco Shadow of the Colossus guys? Uh,
0: no, they they're yeah, like the inf- they're like Sony man. Production Division tr- Sony okay. internal production devili- mm. division number three. Number, number seven. I would number imagine that, oh, was number uh, one. Yeah, it might be number one. It might have maybe they graduated. I would imagine
1: oh. that both of those games had pretty hellish development. I mean like you know, Eco started oh, on PS one and uh, and like it's. It seems from from outside observation and maybe from some things I've heard. I can't recall that like Ueda seems like a guy who changes his mind a whole lot,
3: which is uh, yeah kind
1: of the easiest way to put a game into into heck.
3: Mm-hmm. I take it that those games were uh, were serious heck, yeah, and uh, not in a good way. I mean, they're so restrained ultimately because I feel like. Those are the only mechanics of an ambitiously long list that they could possibly make work, you know. Like the way the games are so restrained and and small and spare. That's that's, that's what I feel anyway. Because right. I mean, I know Fumito Ueda, that guy just loves Burnout and mm-hmm. Burnout Paradise and uh, uh, NBA Jam and all these. You know, it's like he has all these weird, scattered influences. I feel like there's no way The Last Guardian can be a good game based on exactly whatever it was that they had the idea for when they started making the game. I feel mm-hmm. like if it ends up being a good game, it's going to be all because of new stuff that got introduced later. I agree. Well, That's probably you know true was,
1: with Shadow of the Colossus. Also, what, what, what's that? Oh, exactly.
3: You know what Who I say? What
2: that game was, when you're going you through say? development hell, keep going. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right. uh, our next topic which third-party developers would you most like to see making the next spin-off Zelda game?
3: Oh, man, Zeldos. Zelda games. Oh, because uh, you're saying this in light of today's announcement of, what is it, Hyrule Warriors? Yes. Where they made a they made a Zelda-like or a, a Dynasty Warriors game starring Zelda characters. I'm going to tell you what about that, okay? Guys, I played the new Zelda on an airplane, uh... I was dead tired. I had not slept the night before, and I got on this airplane, and I popped out that Zelda, and I swear to God, it kept me awake for the whole five hours. Uh, that game is God darn fantastic. So you're and saying Brand- the
1: five-hour energy of uh, video
3: games. Yes, yes, it is the five-hour energy drink of goddarn video games. I would even recommend it to Brandon because yeah, me. it is such a good action game. Uh, on top of... I mean, it is a quote-unquote Zelda game, but it's so streamlined, and the action is so sharp and so good, and the level design of the first dungeon was like, I want to take get like a video of it and just do like a screen-by-screen screen breakdown of it, like an analysis of how good the level design is. Right? So, it's like action was... One of the things people never talked about with Zelda Link to the Past, Uh, they don't talk about it now, is that it was such a great action game on top of being an adventure with a quest and a story. It's a really good action game. Uh, And then the newer Zelda games became 3D, and they focused on story and atmosphere and whatever, and they kind of lost the sense of being an action game. But they brought it back in this new one, and then today they announced this goddamn Dynasty Warriors game by the Dynasty Warriors guys, starring Zelda characters, and Link is just spinning around with his sword, and there's just ropey crap, and dudes flying around, and it just looks like trash garbage, you know? Mm-hmm. With trash garbage with a cute Zelda aesthetic, but, you know, still trash garbage. And I'm like, man, you know, I just had myself, you know, my years of thinking Link to the Past was a great action game, all vindicated, and now they're just like, yeah, but... And now they're we made a Zelda that's an action game is like how they're pitching it and it's like Man now they're just you trying just made to need a Zelda that's an action game. Yeah, they they what they're doing is they're trying to unscrew the Oreo cookie, you know? <laughs> and what what happens when they do that is somehow the cream just kind of they twist it and the cream is just kind of left there in the middle and it just falls on the ground. That's what they're doing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the cream doesn't get stuck on either side of the cookie, it just falls out. God darn it. So the but, team I would like to see make a Zelda spinoff game, I would like to see the team that made this Zelda A Link Between Worlds make, <laughs> make a four-player co-op uh, HD top-down Zelda game that's just like Gauntlet but with Zelda. So, for right.
1: awesome. I would like to see them just give a whole bunch of studios, like whoever is not terrible and and would do this, which is kind of suicide. Uh just let any studio that wants to make one for like, I don't know, a hundred grand, which isn't very much money. Right? But like just just see what a smaller studio like like a Cappy or a double fine or whatever wants to do in like, I don't know, even like a two hour Zelda experience. And just have a weird mixtape of uh like like a Zelda mixtape compilation of weird little games would be really cool.
2: Uh, this isn't the first time that Nintendo's uh, given their Zelda property to third-party developers. Uh, Capcom developed uh, Oracle cap. of Ages and Seasons, or and the Minish seasons. Cap.
1: And let's yeah. not so, forget, let's not forget uh, CDI. the CDI outings. Yes. Uh, let's.
0: No, I'm never. Uh, no. Yeah, I like I'm, them. I think they're funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. That's, uh, you that's know. Who I to see has
1: been said about them in
2: the entire internet. So
3: what, you're talking Zelda spin-offs. I would like to see Naughty Dog make a real Zelda game. Like it. I would I would like to see that. That's like a not proper
1: Zelda game.
2: Dottie I wouldn't knock.
3: mind seeing so I would like to see Yeah, Dottie Nog. I would like to see Valhalla games makers of uh Devil's Third, which was never released, Devil's Third, as they call it in Japan. <laughs> yeah. I would like to see them try to make uh Zelda action game more than I'd never want to see those Dynasty Warriors fools making it. No offense to Dynasty Warriors, but the games are for fools, you know. I mean fool dumbos so yeah, it's, it's true. Cool Fool down bows. I'd like to see uh, Epic Games make it like a Zelda crossbow shooter. <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> I want to. Yeah, I want to see uh,
1: the the Rayman two D team, whatever they're calling themselves, uh, Ubisoft, uh, whatever. Uh, I want. I want to see their take on it with that Ubi Art stuff.
0: There is yeah. a uh, a crossbow Gears of War. It's called Hunter.
3: Oh, I know Hunter.
0: Yeah, it's pretty bad.
3: I'm gonna stick by my answer that I want to see the team that made a link between worlds make a, a hardcore Mario Party of gauntlet games, sort of Four Swordsy, but Four Swords had too much of too much cute stuff in it, where it's like talk to this guy, you know, and look on your screen, what color is his icon? Tell your friends, you know. I just want it to be just hardcore overhead hack and slash, just gauntlet with that level of polish that. A Link Between Worlds has. God darn fantastic game.
1: How about the team oh, yeah. that did Zynga slots within Zynga?
3: Yeah, have them do uh, Zelda fishing. Yeah. <laughs> but have, yeah, have them do a Zelda fishing game. Yeah. On Facebook. Where it's just Facebook fishing.
0: I'm trying to think about like what, what team would I care a lot about. I care enough about them doing a Zelda that I would be like, I guess I'll pick that up. My only
1: answer to that is Cappy, honestly.
0: Yeah, Cappy could could make me interested, I think. But I, it's, it's, you know, I don't have a, a horse in this race, so it's hard for me to think about what we'll what... Get uh, horse. We'll, get what? Horse, right.
3: we'll get you a horse. We'll get you a horse, Brandon. We'll get you a horse. Seriously, if, uh... when, I'm, when I'm done with this Zelda game, which will definitely be before I uh, get back to California, I'm going to let you borrow it. I... And, uh, I'm gonna tell you what. If it don't grab you in the first like 20 minutes, you're some kind of poser. No offense. <laughs> it's it's actually like it's like die hard good. Like I it is it. like real. I mean, I was really impressed with the first like 20 minutes of it. Like that god darn Skyward Skyward Sword. The last triple A Zelda takes like takes like five, six hours before you get into a dungeon, and it's all talking, walking around and talking to the fuzzy animal characters and the yeah. happy townspeople and all this boring trash. Yeah, they and, really uh,
0: Sonic-adventured it up there.
3: Yeah, mm-hmm. they they gutted that all right out. They they scooped all the seeds out of that pumpkin, you yeah. know, and they just give you a jack-o'-lantern. They just put it right in your hands right at the <laughs> beginning. It's like, yeah, you got a sword. Yeah, now you're killing everybody. And it's just like, yeah.
2: I know if uh, Cavia made a Zelda game, it would explore the uh, inherently uh, incest-like undertones of a uh, generationally-themed uh, Zelda timeline and the fact that Link and Zelda are romantic interest to each other in each generation.
3: I'd hang out with Zelda. That's all I got to say about
1: that.
2: All right. Uh, let's move on, Final
1: answer we? is Arcane Kids, authors of
3: Bubsy3D.com. Yeah, oh, yeah, give those was... guys a shot at it. I would yeah, them
2: on the horn. Let, let them make a Wands of Gamelon 3 b
3: Yeah, I'd do that. Oh, man, they should. Gons of Whamelon. <laughs> sure. Gons of well, Whamelon is one of my favorites.
2: Ryan from New Zealand is a listener who claims he's been with us since the first episode, but this is his mm. first time writing in.
1: Hi, uh, Ryan from New Zealand. Design a game that
2: takes into account the player blinking. Oh,
1: you would ask that. Um, Typical Ryan.
3: <laughs> wait, what? What? What I I I don't I don't get it. Well was can you say uh, the player again?
1: blinking, hmm. blinking, like blinking your eyes.
2: Yeah, the game can sense when you blink and takes that into account.
3: Oh, I think that new Kinect can do that. I was impressed that the Kinect uh, 2.0. Ben Burbank brought his over to my house and uh, I signed in with my name and it's like, it like brings up a little camera and it shows me and it's like, is this you? And there's like an arrow pointing at me and I go, yeah. And then it's like we were like. Ben Burbank waves and it goes, do you want to switch to Ben Burbank's account, Ben Burbank? And I'm like, whoa, you can like see who people are. Uh, So, yeah, I'm, I'm ready for a game that you can blink to control. What do we got? Let's talk about it. You're on caller number one, Frank Zappa. All
1: right, well, well, Tim, uh, I'm a longtime listener, first-time caller. Um, So I was thinking that you know uh, that Google Glass, you blink to take a picture. So maybe there's like like a a photography game uh, where it and it's also like like it's kind of it's kind of a sexy thing where someone ties you up, right? So you can't move and all you can do is blink and like it requires two players, I guess, because one has to have rope and and you Mm -hmm. have to like. Look at things, and 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 when cool stuff happens, you got to blink to take the picture. And if you accidentally blink at the wrong times, then then uh, then it hurts you in some way, maybe with fire.
0: It would. I would definitely just make a uh, one of those one-button games because those are nice. Yeah, where uh, you blink and it hits the button for you, and you can do all kinds of things. My friend uh, Caitlin Gad made this like dungeon crawler that didn't have enough ideas in it because it was just a game jam game um, that was beefed up a little bit after. But it was, you know, you're walking through a dungeon and you hit the one button to make certain things happen with certain timing, but it's different in every room. And so you have to, it recontextualizes what the button does. And um, and it was quite interesting and fun. It You were, you were like somebody walking above... On the walls above somebody who's going through a dungeon below, and so you're helping them get through
2: What if you could only move when your eyes were closed?
0: That would be sad for That's me. not blinking that's closing it's uh, closing your eyes is just a slow blink, Frank I don't know what if you never open them again and it's the longest blink. Which is the blank title blank.
2: of my
1: new novel. <laughs> well, you know, like the very, longest blink. The longest blink. Very early on in this podcast life, I, I said that I was working on a game with for Rob the robot, uh, which yeah, didn't end up, didn't end up happening. Eyes? Yeah, so it didn't end up happening, and I don't know if I ever talked about the design of it, but like that was a design about uh, blinking a, a robot's eyes. The concept was that, like, Rob can see the TV. You know, the, Rob looks for a flash on the TV to know what to do, and I had a game concept where um, the storyline was that you had this little baby robot, and uh, its behavior could only be programmed through observation, so um, you had to take Rob out into the real world, be- meaning, you know, like, in the TV, and uh, expose him to the world to uh, learn behavior. Uh, but if he saw bad stuff, he turned into a bad robot, so he had to shield his eyes at the right time, like if, <laughs> If like there is a guy on the street like exposing himself, you had to shield his eyes in time. But like, you know, if there was like someone uh, I don't know eating ice cream, you had to make sure he saw it. Um,
0: so that's kind of a blinking game. I guess. When you when you first said it, I kind of thought uh, that we were talking about like how you know when you get hit in a video game. Your character blinks and is invincible for a little while? That was the first thing that I thought of. That's That's a good way way to interpret
1: that question, yeah.
0: Yeah, but but it's the player who's supposed to blink, so it doesn't actually work, I guess.
3: The end.
2: I think we dealt with that rather well.
0: I guess.
3: Killer7 had a blink thing, didn't it? I'm thinking, like, Ridiculous Fishing introduced to me this weird feeling of, I'm tilting the phone. I just played Ridiculous Fishing for, like, a half an hour this morning, because... What else am I going to do? There's like a foot of snow outside. And uh, I'm just playing it in my bed sitting here. You say like, the first time I I did, like, the the chainsaw where you have to touch the screen as you're tilting to go down, and it starts shaking kind of gently, right? And it's like like, letting go of the button is, like, really scary because, like, when you let go, you could possibly just die right away. Mm -hmm. So I'm thinking, like, something like Ridiculous Fishing where you have to have your face on the screen, right, and you're tilting it and if you close your eyes, you're invincible. Does that make mm. sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys yeah. all play yeah. Ridiculous Fishing. Yeah. So it's like you close your eyes to activate the chainsaw. So it's like you're closing it in little bursts. So when you close your eyes, you're invincible, and you burn through enemies, but when you open them, you're back to not being invincible. So you so like you can look... So let's say your character's at the top of the playing field, and you can sight the screen and see like a gauntlet of enemies, and you just close your eyes long enough knowing, like, feeling the speed that you're moving to burn through the enemies, and then open them right about when you think it's safe to open them. Mm -hmm. So, But, I mean, you don't want to close your eyes for too long and advance more than one screen length, because then you might end up with an obstacle right in front of you when you unblink. So, basically, you're just closing your eyes in small bursts, keeping them open as hard as you can, and you have, like, a limited amount of power, like a power meter that recharges. I mean... I guess I'm not cool with really weirdly conceptual games, but that's how I would use it as a control instrument. I mean, it could even be a game where you just you're not even tilting or anything. you're just looking at the screen and blanking. If that's pretty like, cool. That's all I got. you know okay. what? you know I mean what, right? You know what? In an effort uh, to be I know what. more
2: inclusive, the Penny Arcade Expo will now include diversity lounges.
3: Oh,
0: the DL. What is DL. that true? Yeah. Did you not hear this, Brandon? No, I didn't hear about this. The announcement of this was pretty embarrassing,
2: but how embarrassing will it eventually be in practice?
1: Okay. So, Brandon, in first before we we reply here, so uh, Penny Arcade is uh, in in an effort, like like Javi said, to promote diversity. Uh, They at each of the three expos, they have an area that they're calling the diversity lounge, uh, which is a place to come learn about diversity in games and like learn about efforts to do that and play like games from diverse people Mm -hmm. and. I don't know if there's, like, separate diverse water fountains or restrooms or what, but, like, that's kind of where my mind goes when I hear yeah, about it. So... Those,
0: guys, those guys tried so hard and so wrong to do that.
3: <laughs> yeah, so I, uh, I read the, the little actual thing where yeah. they announce it, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Whereas, uh, you know, I, I had read many, many tweets and blog reactions and Kotaku links, about it before I went and read the actual thing, right? So the actual thing is, what they did was they took one of the really big sections at their Penny Arcade Expo, like a really big section, and they offered free booth space to people with not as many financial opportunities, et cetera, et cetera, to uh, bring in the weirder, more interesting, less mainstream games and stuff, right? And ultimately, and I have to say, I'm as I'm as extreme liberal as you guys. But it sounds like a really nice thing that they're doing. Hmm. But man, it just sounds really bad to summarize it in a sentence.
0: It's like, like you know maybe like they, they shouldn't have called it that. Yeah, yeah they shouldn't. The have, they
3: definitely. But I mean, what else are you gonna call it? You know, but see, they're in I, this. I in thought this, about it. It's yeah. like. Well, I'm you just can call it like, like
0: the uh, so- something like the like that that's not related. It's like uh, the like the well, like, something playground or like, like the
3: the, I, the IGF has the the Nuovo award. It could just yeah be like exactly the, the Nuovo lounge or something. Yeah, just put put a word on it. I guess that's where a, I would the start. bonus stage.
0: The yeah. Elvino Lounge. The, the the problem is that
1: they're in this awful position for a company or even a person where it's like, I don't know, did did you ever know a person, and I'm sure everyone here has, where, like, you just kind of got pushed over the edge into being annoyed with them and not liking them anymore, and, like... Oh, yeah. It just became completely irreparable, right? Like, they could mm-hmm. they could completely turn around and fix everything, and it's just like, no, I've already, like... My brain has cut you off completely. I made like, my decisions there? about that, yeah. <laughs> and the, and, the, and it would be very difficult, if not impossible, for me to ever like you again. And like I feel like
0: Penny
3: Arcade is there at least with me, and yeah, they're they're definitely definitely there for me as well. Yeah, you know,
0: it's really too bad because you know I used to talk
3: to those guys and
0: yeah, and yeah. I liked them, and then
3: it just I guess I have to have my game, video ball at their thing in Boston. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. uh, you know they got us a booth. Yeah. So, you know, come on down and check it out. Well, Jerry, <laughs> Jerry,
0: Jerry's
1: really nice. I like Jerry, but you know, Jerry is not his entire company. So it's,
0: yeah, but you know, he's also um, he's also defended the stuff yeah. that goes yeah. on as well. They're 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 pretty on the same page. It's fundamentally. Yeah, it's I mean, like it does. It does sound like a good thing to have to have free booth space for people that can't afford it. I don't know how people are going to prove they can't afford it, but um you know, it's a it's a it's a good thing to do for people. It's just man, they they I don't know, they have community managers and things, but they can't be doing the best of jobs. Mm-hmm. Cuz they keep they keep running into these problems a lot of which are semantic. And the way they talk about things,
3: they kind of just... Yeah, they they have a lot of communication-related problems in that organization, and uh, it's it's kind of exasperating to think about it, and uh, it makes me really sad that people just, it's just that there's all these dumb, weird people out there, and it's like, they could be cool if they weren't such dumb weirdos, you know? Dumb jerks, I think is the the, the phrase that I'm looking for.
2: I feel like I easily could have been one of those dumb weirdos.
3: Oh yeah.
2: I just was lucky enough to fall in with a different crowd. <laughs> yeah.
1: Heck yeah. That's true of anybody, I guess. Yes. I mean, yeah. But uh yeah. I'm my own. I don't, know, crowd. I don't know what else to say about those the, this this thing, because it's just it's yeah, it seems like a good thing, but I, I can't get past just completely dismissing this entire organization and 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 like laughing at anything they do that's like even a little bit ill advised. I can't stop that.
3: Yeah, they're they're just a bunch of lame weird lame weird sleezos. Bunch of lame weirds. As as I said before when we talked about the the Penny Arcade Expo and the controversy the controversy as the British pronounce it. Yeah, I mm -hmm. love that. Uh As I said, I went there and I was inside on the expo floor for all of half an hour, uh, last year or this year, and I saw a whole bunch of people who looked like they were really excited about video games and looked like they really genuinely liked video games and were probably Mm -hmm. just really nice, down home, down to earth, you know, good people, you know, just hundreds of them. Yeah. And I mean some of them were unattractive or had bad clothes, you know, or horrible hair and ponytails and fedoras and guys in kilts and you know stuff like that that's really gross. But god darn if they didn't have that enthusiasm, you know, mm-hmm. that I reckon dudes up at the top of that organization don't have too much of that, you know. And uh they're just a bunch of jaded, slimy weird balls. You know? well and, that, and
1: that's what I like so much about the show, and I think we talked about this also is that like i I used to really enjoy going and, and 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 absorbing some of that energy and feeling it myself. It made me excited about video games again. It made me like you know proud to be a part of something in, in a way that like GDC does, but in a different way. Um, and I, I I miss that, and it has gone, and I hate them all right. Yeah. I
2: think that's enough
1: of that. Uh, or is it? What, why don't we move on
2: to our custom soundtrack segment? Okay. Yeah, let's uh, do it. Why not? <laughs> uh,
3: <laughs> this okay. week's
2: subject is Sonic the Hedgehog 2.
0: Hedgehog the
3: Oh, Hedgehog the Soundhog? Well, uh, since Sonic the Hedgehog 2's music was done by that man Masato Nakamura, the bassist yeah. and uh, primary songwriter of uh, Japanese pop group Dreams Come True, Mm -hmm. which had uh, just become huge uh, shortly before Sonic the Hedgehog 2 was released. Uh, And they were pretty big when Sonic the Hedgehog 1 was released. I would say that you can fit a lot of Japanese progressive uh, funk music from the early 80s or late 70s in there, because that's Masato Nakamura's influences. I would put uh, music by, by Jagatara, Japanese band Jagatara in there. Uh, they have a song called soda Sode," which has a really really cheesy late seventies brass synth sound just kind of blasting through it and there 's like a hurly burly solo in there and it 's like really weird i would I would put that in there for green hill so zone
0: i'm i am i gonna go emerald in a in, in a different direction and wait no it's it 's Green hill Zone because it 's two right or is it's not it's emerald, good, hill, I'm gonna choose emerald Hill Zone oh yeah mm hmm so, I'm stupid. Um, but so this might be too on the nose, but I would put a bunch of new Jack Swing in there. Um, oh, like yeah. new oh, edition. Man. Yeah, 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 yeah. New Ooh. edition and uh and and Z look. I don't. I never knew how to pronounce that, but it's Z apostrophe L O O K E Z look. Maybe I
3: think it's just look.
0: Zluck, it's that's I think a, it's Zluck. It's a really bad name. Uh this this lady called Shannon has has a really good song called uh I want to get away, which is really good. Um I put in a bunch of music like that that would get me pumping through the Sonic Times. I would I would enjoy that. In fact, it might be fun to have non-vocal versions of those. Um even
3: Yeah, so, I would I would rock to that. Yeah. And I would also uh, say that uh, Oh. What were you well, I was say just that?
1: gonna I was just gonna say there there are hints of uh, New Jack in three and it worked pretty well.
0: Yeah, it's true. Get some uh, get some Belle Biv DeVoe in there. Yeah. B B D like, like if you get if you get poison in there without the lyrics, that would be great.
1: Yeah. Like oh man, like like for uh, I don't know which stage you do it
0: for, maybe Casino Night? Like the yeah, Casino Night is perfect gym, for the way it gym, starts. Gym, yeah, like that. It sounds perfectly like Casino Night Zone almost.
3: Yeah, I, I would say there's straight up some. Uh, so Masato Nakamura, being this the, uh, the the songwriter for Dreams Come True and also the composer for Sonic the Hedgehog, mm-hmm. uh, I feel like he kind of I've heard you know on the the like the, the anniversary soundtrack for Sonic the Hedgehog one and two. There's all those demos he did,
1: mm-hmm.
3: uh, and it's like I feel like they're just songs that he wrote that weren't good enough to turn into Dreams Come True songs. Mm -hmm. So it's like, why not just put some Dreams Come True songs in there? There's some darn good ones on those first two albums from the late 80s, like really hard brass synths and uh, just really weird, chunky, beefy synthesizers and bass guitars and uh, really weird stuff. Like, that, that I would I would say is cool and energetic for that. And, uh, I mean, I'd put that in there. And, uh, man, yeah. I'm thinking, like, other Japanese rock bands of the time. I'd put some Bowie in there. I would put, which, which Bowie song am I thinking? I
0: was just going to say, which Bowie? This Bowie?
3: This Bowie, yeah. That's, that's a Bowie <laughs> reference. That's a good um, joke. I would put, like, the song Baby Action in there. Baby Action. <laughs> I've good. heard of that song. Baby Action's a pretty good song. I would put. Uh, I, hey, I while, would,
0: while we're uh, while we're wishlisting stuff, I mean, I would put a bunch of those uh, Bowie songs that they never properly recorded and get those properly recorded, like uh, like that Goddamn Cadillac whatever song was that? Was oh that yeah, movie?
3: all the all the live ones that they didn't record. As yeah.
0: Exclusive
2: for Sonic the Hedgehog too.
3: Yeah, that would be so great. Are you talking about Bowie still?
0: Yeah. Talking about Bowie. Okay. This Bowie,
3: yeah. yeah. Not
0: yeah. Bowie. not Bowie. that Bowie from England. No, 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 this Bowie no, no, no. from Japan. Yeah.
3: This Bowie. <laughs> I would I would put all of that in there. I would yeah, have a good a cool time, time. with music like that. And I mean there's just I mean, I would get like some some prints in the new power generation in there while mm-hmm. we're at it. Mm-hmm. I'd put Daddy Pop in there, Jughead put Jughead in there, it's a good song.
1: I want uh, Straight Up by Paul Abdul in my song. Oh, yeah. Yeah,
3: yeah just a, in, in our stuff new Jack version. Chunky yeah. 90s stuff, man. Yeah. Maybe some... Because uh, I'm thinking, like, Sonic CD opening cinema, you know, the opening cutscene of Sonic CD, that awesome music. Mm-hmm. Like, I would just maybe get that band to make a bunch of music, whoever the heck they were, you know. I would put Outrun, uh, uh, Magical Sound Shower in there. Can we do that <laughs> for the, uh, special stage? <laughs> I think that's a good Sonic the Hedgehog song. Have you guys uh, heard of this
0: dude called Rockwell? He's,
3: Rockwell.
0: Uh, yeah, Rockwell. <laughs> uh, how does how would how would you say he rocks? Uh, pretty well. In fact, that is how he got his name because he rocks well. Um, oh, that's cool. He's 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 very uh, Prince inspired in his outfits. And he, but he's 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 way more new jack swing, and he's using that old Yamaha synth, and uh, he's really good. I think we we should get some of him in there. Also, he's got a song called Tokyo, in which he proves to be one of the earlier weeaboos in America. I know we don't use that word. But, I hate that uh, word so much. I just use it because it's. Oh, man, I still think it's kind of funny. Um, but yeah, he, he's got some nonsense Japanese in there. It's great. I only use
2: Weeaboo to describe people who read Perry Bible Fellowship.
3: <laughs> I, would put the, uh, I would put the Prince song, I Would Die For You, in there because it loops seamlessly. Cham, cham,
0: cham, cham, cham.
3: Cham, cham, cham. Cham, cham, yeah. This is a pretty hot soundtrack, uh-huh. guys. Cham, cham, cham. Yeah, I like and, it. Uh, there was right. another one. I don't remember what it was, but yeah, who knows? I think there's just, you know, all kinds of cool music out there in the world. Oh, and uh, we to, should,
1: we should we should put in uh Mystic Cave Zone the song and Yeah. Episode.
0: Yeah, just uh, mystic, Just
3: keep Mystic Cave Zone in there. There is
2: all kinds also, of cool uh, music out there in the world, which is why we're going to keep doing this segment in future episodes.
3: Rage Against the Machines, killing in the name of. Yeah. The, plant
0: <laughs> <zone>. <laughs> the, the whole soundtrack is just corn.
3: Choo 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 now you do what they told you because Sonic's <laughs> always doing what they told you. To no, I, I would put,
2: I would put that in the custom Bioshock soundtrack.
3: Those who died are justified, <laughs> guys. Yeah, right. That's true. I'm trying Slim. to think of Fat Boy
1: Slim stuff that would work.
3: Oh, man. Fat Boy Slim. Some of it would. That guy's fat. Or, like, or Daft Punk, maybe. He's actually and not song not from that Christopher Walken
1: video.
2: He's not that big.
1: Yeah, he's really not he's, that big. No. I'm just a little right, guy.
2: Next topic. Let's move on. Okay. Uh, which video game industry personality holds the most contempt for their own creations?
1: Hmm.
3: hmm. Do any of them I think they all do I think they all have some contempt at least a little you can't be creative without having contempt. Alfred Hitchcock once said that uh uh actually making the movie is uh is the worst part of making a movie
0: oh that's because, true because
3: because in your head it's perfect until the minute you start making it, and just the by nature deciding to make. Thing deciding this is the creative idea I'm going to actually produce into a product, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like making that decision is fool foolproof, mathematically foolproofly uh, the first step to hating the thing. Like, I got not, the answer. So, Frank, what? I got the answer,
1: Shigeru Miyamoto.
3: <laughs> Why?
1: I don't think he's ever really been proud of any of his games. I think, like, when you read interviews with him about his games, like, posthumously, not when he's on a PR tour. Posthumously, yeah. after
0: he died. Yeah. <laughs> well, after the, <laughs> the game, ghost after the game has it.
1: wrapped up. Like, like, that's what I mean. Uh... <laughs> Well, is that not a correct word in that instance? Anyway. I don't think
2: so. Only if
3: you think that uh, Game Developer Magazine is correct in using the in word the postmortem. Yeah, which we is, we like, are, I, I like
2: Anna uh, okay. d- uh, I like I like interpretation postpartum. as postpartum. Postpartum.
1: <laughs> well, yeah. I I think like like if you read any interviews with him about like the old Mario games, he's like kind of embarrassed by them, and he and he looks back and he's like, I wish we could have done all this other stuff better. Um, I've never. And he's pretty genuine in interviews, which I'm really thankful for, because he's one of the most important people in game development. And uh, he's never really come across as being proud of a game once it's done. I feel like he's... I I get the impression that he's never really satisfied.
0: I'll I'll tell you who it should be. (laughs) Is is everyone at WayForward. Yeah. (laughs) I thought, you're
3: saying, uh, I thought you were going to Duck say... DuckTales, a woo-oo. <laughs> More uh, like so, a boo-oo. So, as I was saying about Alfred Hitchcock, uh, you know, he really did say all that stuff, right? Yeah. And uh, I remember reading that in an interview in a book on film uh, many years ago, and just thinking, you know, this makes a whole lot of sense because I've tried to write novels before. By try, I mean, I wrote a whole thing, and edited it and proofread it and revised it a couple of times and then I'm just like man my idea was really cool what the heck is this and it's like i think that in order to make anything that anybody's going to think is good at all in 50 years or so you have to understand that the like actually activating the decision to turn your creative vision into a thing people can interpret uh means that you're not going to like it it means you will not enjoy it like you well it, it
0: requires it requires um caveats and concessions and you know exactly. if, if you have if you have a you're never going to get purity of vision when it when it's outside of your own head it re, it requires a lot of concessions and yes that is if if people people that are okay with it are probably the happiest with their games, and people that are not so okay with it are probably the least happy. So I would say maybe, uh, you know, somebody like Chris Petrowski at Cappy is probably unhappy with his games because he, he's one of those purity of vision kind of guys that really has that. Um, or, like, I don't know, I feel like Tim Ziggurat, the, the small one, was pretty much what you wanted it to be, Right. I mean, is Pretty it, is much, it, yeah. So, like that. If if you, it depends on your the scale and scope of the thing you're doing. Like, if you can define it, then you can just make it. I'll tell you what, I played Ziggurat today.
3: Oh, man, so did I. Yeah. But uh, like the thing about Ziggurat though is that, like, me and Porter were at that time working on and still are working on a much bigger, yes, of course, meticulously level designed, uh first person shooter called Ziggurat that's set in the same world and all that and we did like i mean going into it we made the concessions that it's like okay i'm going to uh we're just going to make this little game and uh that's it and it's like it was by nature a compromise at the beginning it is what i wanted i just wanted something that i could play that was exactly like that on my mm-hmm. iphone but, kind of you know. pretty good
0: yeah I hate making movies because the actual mechanics of making movies are not fun to me at all. None of the parts of it are any fun, and that's why I did not go into film. Because you know, like uh, there there's the creative problem, but the bigger problem for me is I just don't like the act the act of movie making. Like the 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 actions of movie making. It's not fun. My yeah, fault. I
3: don't know about uh I think making the uh, making stuff. I mean, making my stupid little videos that I make. You know, no matter how uh, meticulously planned and written out it is, it's like man. Like the act of making it is just really deflating it's, and depressing.
0: It's a, it's a slog, and it's it takes it takes all of the fun and joy out of it. By the time you're done, you're just like, well, I'm done. At least yeah, the, for me.
3: The only way to make it is uh is to endure the development heck of it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But uh yeah on the other hand I got a game like video ball where it's not development heck because it was fun after the first 6 hours of prototyping and it's just been fun ever since so I guess maybe I'll be satisfied with video ball and that'll make me a complete poser <laughs> and uh Shigeru Miyamoto will come to my house and he won't even knock on the door he'll just like shoulder blast his way in and then he'll field goal <laughs> kick me in the balls and then oh, dear you my, my head will be stuck in the roof.
1: I am so sick of that happening.
3: Yeah. Someone's yeah. got to, got to <laughs> Someone's
1: stop him. <laughs> yeah, Miyamoto yeah, just ready. loves
3: loves field goalin' dudes and the nards. <laughs> Someone's I mean, got to be his really, master sword.
1: I mean, it's got to be so expensive to fly around and do that in the middle of production.
3: Just... Yeah, but I mean, who else is going to do it, huh? Yeah. Someone's Not me. Got to you. Yeah, someone's Let him got take to.
1: that
2: sword on a plane. They know what he's going to do with it, but he's Shigeru Miyamoto. Yeah, he's a cool guy. Yeah, uh, A deep cable television network attempts to tread the waters of a video game of video game themed programming. And oh, they want to the
3: th- mm-hmm.
2: And they want the three of you to produce a nightly four hour programming block of your what? own design.
0: Oh lord. Oh. Okay. These these guys are ambitious. Yeah, uh, four hour block, okay. huh? Okay, I'll so, one, so I'll tell you one game that I really one one show that I liked that existed before, just so we can have a frame of reference possibly, is this uh Starcade, I think it was called yeah. show. Oh, yeah. And it was uh there yeah, was just game, an old game dude show. and he he gave some kids the opportunity to play this arcade machine or that arcade machine and try to get a score or some or complete some challenge, and then they would have to do it, and he would just be talking about him like, "Oh, well, you didn't quite get it there, Billy." And uh, he he was just kind of s- subtly uh, subtly tearing them down as they're not doing as well as like <laughs> like just having an old man yelling at some kids that are trying to play Galaga for
1: four, wait for four hours just no 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 not that. for four hours That's, that's one. part of the one hour okay 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 so the one hour or maybe it's a half hour right but it's but part of the programming is that format but it's an old man who doesn't know games at all but is forced to narrate. <laughs> that could be really good. Um, <laughs> I will say, and I, I don't want to—I don't want to like lift this concept because it's been tried and failed so many times, and, and even we've tried it, and I don't think it works. But um, like the reason Mystery Science Theater was ever on the air was because a new cable network needed to fill two hours, and yeah. like that—that that seemed like a good way to do it—is just recycle the stuff we already have. The rights to being these movies, and just add a layer on top of it, so like I think if it's four hours a night, we gotta be doing some recycling is kind of my point, or Well, some... so
0: I think one thing you can do there is uh is well it it would be it would be a lot of work and maybe impossible, but you could get someone like Vito mm-hmm. to play play through games, and actually no, so we can get one of those one of those YouTube commenters. Not commenters, commentators. Who, oh, those
3: YouTubers, yeah. Who
0: who talk over the games? But one of them that's not shrill and obnoxious. One of them that's actually kind of interesting and funny. Because like he doesn't
3: have a goatee or a fedora.
0: If you if you watch Vito talking about Final Fantasy twelve, he's he's like, man, they got this whole kingdom. None of them can afford shirts. They got armor all over the bot. Their bodies. Nobody. Ca- nobody's got a T-shirt. You know, it's fun. It's funny stuff. So uh, how uh,
1: how often is Vito on every night?
0: Live? Yeah, we'd probably have to alternate Vito and one other person. Is what? we Yeah. Have to. Um, You're talking um, and four have, hours a night of that. No, no, no. This is another hour of programming. Yeah. And then, and then I think actually one good segment to have would be one like this because people like to hear opinions about video games and they like to agree with them and they like di- to disagree with them. So have a panel conversation where we can like, oh, do we have a clip of that? And then we'll, you know, we'll we'll show we'll show a thing that happened at Evo or we'll show. Okay, so we'll have Sports Center for like. Yeah, we'll have hour, Sports Center for video games. Yeah. Except, um, Yeah, we'll talk about you know esports. Yep. Or we'll talk about. Well, it's just, just whatever happened that, that day. Just yeah. wrap up yeah. the
1: day with occasional you know, pre recorded segments. I'm yeah, into yeah. that. Uh, I think uh, going back to recycling, we're going to need to recycle. This is getting expensive now. Um, I think you could have maybe a half hour or more a night of of uh, pre recorded speed runs that we've licensed from the creators.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I'd watch those. those. I'd, I'd put my yeah. body all over those. Watch that right
1: up. And you can just have, like, a host that does uh, intros to each one or something. And, yeah, like, so the easy. way you
0: can do the intros, uh, which would work super well, we could either do intros or we could do, like, a pop-up video style thing where it talks about the techniques. Because I think sometimes the techniques are super interesting. Pop-up video technique is going to take way too much
1: production time to do daily, I feel. Like, that's someone's yeah. job at that we point. We could just so talk about it in, in That's why I'm saying, like, we intro advanced. and we're like... Yeah. Look out at two minutes where he's gonna like break into the ram of the game and you know like this like... is
0: exactly the thing that I did it, uh, on the television show that I produced 56 episodes of during college. Uh, oh, it was it was all about USC's student films and I had to write intros and outros for for all of these where the host would say something interesting about them and what I wound up doing was I stopped watching the, the the short films after maybe the first twenty short films which maybe was two weeks worth of episodes uh and then I just started writing funny stuff based on the title. So it would be like <laughs> You know, so this podcast—it's like the lost woman. Did he ever find her? We'll never know. Anyway, moving on. Uh, and who knows if there was even a woman in it? I never saw them. <laughs> uh, we could do that. So it would like—I—I th- I think
1: you can. Speed runs is good. Speed so runs are like let's plays tend to be too long, I think. But like that's something else to consider. Like I—I—I I, I, I think I—I I think at least half of our four-hour nightly blocks needs to be like. Taken from somewhere else. Like,
0: yeah, like it could. Four so it could be. Here's here's what it could be. It could be speed runs, and it could also be classic, um, classic esports like StarCraft or League of Legends or um, Street Fighter battles. Yeah. yeah. Um, just like like the highlights of Evo 2008 are all we, here for this hour.
2: We could also put cops or cheaters
0: in there. Yeah. Cops yeah. <laughs> or law and order. <laughs> yeah. So Actually, I I would watch all this stuff by the way. I would too. Is is uh, my microphone working? Yeah, yeah I want I to hear it, I I I've, I've,
3: I've, I've like tried to interject I the, the record will show about like 20 times and I've just been like steamrolled over every time. I, I, know. I was just I, I was mean, just going to yeah. say I'll be real generous and uh I'll I'll, I'll personally produce a 1-hour block of video ball matches. every day. <laughs> I just put them on. I swear to God, I sit here watching this game all day. I got four emails from people today, people I've never heard from, going, you know, I've watched uh your, all of your video ball streams like five times now. I'm like, man, I'm not the only one doing this. I don't even know who these people are. So there you go.
2: You got some created, on your hands here, Tim.
3: I've created a game that you can just, it's like a fishbowl, just kind of look at it. I will, so, uh, I will, I will personally produce that. I will... Excerpt them and everything.
1: If you have a really good licensing budget too, we could have a half hour of cartoons a day. Like we could license Pac-Man and Super Mario. Yeah.
0: And uh, I don't want those. <laughs> okay. But okay, you could have them if you want. I, I just like I'm not. I'm taking the total like like. Those like, were so bad.
1: Here. Maybe like, those Pac-Man could pack the network, but
2: outside <laughs> the scope of the four-hour programming
1: block. Yeah, I mean, there's yeah. I guess I've got 20 more hours to fill. So they're right. talking about this stuff.
2: So, uh, in lieu of a lightning round this week, I'd like you guys to help me out with something.
1: In lieu? Yeah. I don't want to be in lieu. Sorry. Uh, what what I don't then? want to be in... Oh, well,
2: uh, as you might be aware, the uh, library arcade I tried to construct last week was library kind of bust. Yeah. The visitors thought it was a little too esoteric, you know, <sighs> the uh, four basic elements theme. Not a lot of them were getting it. So... Sure. I've come up with a new concept, and I'm hoping you can help uh, contribute uh, games to this one. Okay. Uh, to help you out, the first two games I'm bringing to this are Tekken 3 and Miss Pac Man.
1: So, so you said the first two. First two yeah. out of four?
2: Uh, I'm bringing a bunch of games. These
1: are just the okay. first two. Okay. okay, Tekken 3 and Miss Pac Man. Got
3: it.
2: Three
1: can?
3: Tekken 3 and Miss Pac Man.
2: Yeah, so what games would you bring?
3: Soul Calibur. No. Oh, why not? Uh, you don't have to tell me why not. Just yeah, I think Soul um, Calibur would be fun because it's also by Namco. I figured.
0: Hmm. Yeah. How about Dig Dug? No. <laughs> how about Echo the Dolphin? Just trying to get di- <laughs> <laughs> absolutely not. You're just naming things from the last arcade, friend. Well, but also things from the last arcade that that uh, were by Namco. Dig not that dolphin. No.
3: Dig <laughs> More like Scamco because of how they rip you off. All right. Dragon Two.
0: three and this Namcot. Mm, can I bring? How about, can Go I ahead. bring double, double Dragon three? Uh,
2: like so not.
3: Mm. Okay. Is Double Dragon three just an extreme not?
2: It, it's very not.
0: The Dragon reason I was asking three. is
3: because. Well, I don't. Okay, never mind.
0: Yeah, you don't want to give you don't want to tip your hand. Yeah. Correct.
3: You don't want a TYH.
0: Yeah. You don't want a C. Uh You're die actually. Die. Yeah. Die. I'll,
3: yeah, I'll, tell die.
2: You the, um, I'll tell you the third game I'm bringing. The oh. third game I'm bringing is Galaga.
3: Oh, Galaga.
0: <laughs> I was going to ask about Galaga actually. I guess I should have, cuz then I would have won without realizing why.
3: What about Ridge Racer Revolution for the Sony PlayStation?
0: No. What about R4? No, Ridge R four? No, Rage Racer? But
2: uh, no, no, okay. not Ridge Racer. But R four is the closest one yet.
0: Interesting. Okay. Um. How about Ooh. How about Soul Calibur three?
2: No.
3: <laughs> okay. Soul Calibur three is not an arcade game. That's true. Doesn't matter. Well, I mean, all the other games so oh, far have yeah, been yeah, arcade games. Yeah. True. But R4 um, was not an arcade game either.
0: What about Rolling Thunder 3? Nope. Oh, R- Rolling Thunder. Oh, Thunders. that also wasn't in the arcades. Now that I think about it, I don't know if that matters, but I realize it was console. God, Rolling
3: Thunder 2 is so good.
0: Rolling Thunder?
3: Rolling Thunder!
2: Okay, the next game I'm bringing is NFL Blitz. Oh, man. Ooh!
3: That's an arcade game, but it's not by Scamco.
0: How about Midway's The Grid? Nope.
3: Oh, The Grid is so cool. Yeah, it's a pretty good one.
0: <laughs> hmm.
1: How about Street Fighter the Movie,
3: the game?
0: No. Okay.
3: Street Fighter the Movie, the game.
0: Hmm. Alright. We got Tekken 3, we got Miss Pac-Man, we got Galaga, and we got uh, NFL Blitz correct.
1: I have I have a theme for everything except Tekken 3, but I don't know Tekken 3.
3: Tekken 3's got a kangaroo in it. does have a kangaroo. It has a guy made of wood in
1: it. Is Tekken 3, like, weird compared to the first two, or, like, not really Tekken 3? Uh, they, they, no. started,
3: they started to get weird on it. They, they it's not that...
1: that much weirder, though. But
3: than...
0: it's
1: still, like, very much Tekken 3. It's not, like, a different game that they call Tekken 3.
0: It's sort of a okay,
1: decent... Okay, the second.
2: last game... The last game that I'm bringing in, your last hint... Is Chrono
0: Cross.
3: Chrono Cross.
0: Chrono Cross.
3: Chrono Cross had the character Lucky Dan in it, who's made of straw, and he resembles Moku Gene from Tekken 3.
0: Yeah, it was also the first Chrono sequel on a 3D Chrono. platform. Yeah. And the it's only. The... Miss Guess...
3: Pac Man's not in 3D, though.
0: No, it's sure not. And it's, it's also not. Like the last in a series or anything.
2: You guys have one more minute to figure this out.
0: Galaga. Galaga's not.
1: Okay, listen, I'm just throwing stuff up. Uh, Galaxian? Nope. Space Invaders? Nope.
3: Project Sylphid for the Xbox 360? Nope. Galaga
0: 88? Yes.
3: Okay. What?
0: Galaga 88? Um, Galaga 88? And can Galaga '88 and Galaga both live in the museum? Or yes, they can okay, both okay.
3: live in the museum. Okay.
0: What about Tekken versus Street Fighter?
3: No. No. Street Fighter Cross Tekken, it's
0: called. Yeah, I know. <sighs> uh, what about what about uh Virtua Fighter Two? Nope. Oh, How FF2? about uh
1: Final Fight?
2: No.
0: How about, about
1: Virtual How about Final Fight if it had been released as Street Fighter '89 as originally intended?
0: No. Okay. But how about Street Fighter uh, 2020, 2012? Oh.
3: 2010.
0: 2010.
2: Absolutely not. Okay. Alright, you guys are out of time. Any last guesses to the theme?
3: Oh, man.
0: I I have 100% no idea. Correct. So me too. Same. <laughs>
2: Alright, Tekken 3. Wait, wait, wait. wait, wait. I, I,
0: have, I have some idea,
1: which is that um, most, if not all, of these are, like, sequels that aren't. Really sequels, or like sequels under a different name, or something? All right, I'll, I'll tell
2: you that's intentionally a red herring, Frank.
1: Okay. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm done. <sighs> yep. I don't Did know. Did he die? Did Jeffy die? I thought he
2: was no.
0: Gonna... I'm waiting for Tim. Oh. Waiting. For... T- Tim's Tim's got a couple more
3: hands and haws. I, I feel like I could get this, but I mean, I've also got to go to the bathroom really bad. <laughs> <All
2: right. laughs> well, that's Tim, a get excuse. I... Uh, Tim, I am sure if you didn't have to go to the bathroom, you'd get this. Can we uh, save
3: it for next week? No. uh, No, I I feel like our listeners have to know. Uh, No, you can tell them next week. They can think on it, too. Mm -hmm. They can talk about it in 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 their chats or whatever. They
2: figured out the last two of them in the comments before we did. For all we know, they figured out this one as well.
3: I don't think they did. Let's take a look. Has Has anybody figured it out? There's not even any new comments because of this goddamn Google Plus
2: garbage. Guys, I really want to tell you. Yeah, do it. Tekken 3, Miss Pac-Man, Galaga, NFL Blitz, and Chrono Cross all have only one of the five vowels in their title.
3: Oh, man. Oh, wow. Wow, yeah.
2: I thought for sure you would get that,
3: Tim. That's uh, that's a little bit... uh, yeah, I probably would have guessed that if I would have stared at it long enough. Mm-hmm. I was the yeah, next step I, was I to type if the I had names out. Them down, I would have gotten it, and maybe but,
0: I, maybe in the future I'm going to write them down.
3: But yeah, I feel good, like if strategy. I would have thought of that, I would have. Uh, I would have immediately tossed it out as being a red herring.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but you would have tried one of them, and then you might have known. Yes, so. you would
3: have, because you get yeah, unlimited there's, yeah. there's a there's a certain degree of, uh, what do you call it, finesse involved in making this particular word game fun. Yeah. <laughs> that, uh, so, so you think this I one could, was garbage. Well, no, it's a, it, was, it, was a, it was a little bit high level is all.
1: Yeah, all right. I, you know, I, it's true. I feel I'm, like I'm zeroing
3: it, so in so here. I, Kevin. Ideally, a game like this, you, you play it over the course of like a half an hour, you know. Yeah. So, like that's why I chose one that was really easy that was solved in just eight minutes, yeah,
2: but I think of you guys as really smart,
3: yeah, but it's not about really intelligence so much it's it's a it's a really weirdly nuanced game, I mean it's really weirdly keep trying though i they, they, it, these are exciting,
2: so all right, I will uh thank you for joining us on this show uh You're welcome to our listeners uh no. to, you, you guys get no thanks uh no. But I'm glad you're here nonetheless. Thanks, uh-huh. uh, even though thanks have been omitted. Uh, you can uh, check up on us on our Facebook group, facebook.com slash icpodcast. You can write into us at podcast uh, at insertcredit.com with your own questions. Make sure to get in your votes because next week's show is our Game of the Year show. Uh, oh, and we're going to factor in your votes take the top 20 of those games and rank them from best to worst. Yeah. Uh, that's when are we doing that, do that
1: show? Do we figure that out? We, we'll, nail it's that down.
2: We'll, we'll nail that down when we're not broadcasting.
1: Okay.
2: I thought uh, we had already. Yeah. yeah. You can follow us on Twitter. I'm at Alex Jaffe. Uh, Tim's at 108. Frank's at Frank Cifaldi. That's Frank C-I-F-A-L-D-I and uh, Brandon is at Necrosofty. That's Necrosoft in a Y. Uh, you can hang out with us after the show if you can figure out this comment system and want to ask us a few questions for a Q&A. You can uh, check up on Tim's Video Ball Club by uh, looking that up. If you're in Oakland, you should stop on by and hang out and play in this uh, proto-video game league before it sweeps the nation for real.
3: The next the meeting world. is... Uh... Uh, january 5th come on down everybody
2: you should be on the lookout for gunhouse brandon's new game uh yeah, what's you, the status? If you want to yeah keep looking out for it uh frank's also got some irons in the fire i believe
1: uh, yeah, there's, there's some uh, there's some of them bugs bugs in that game gotta gotta kill them bugs not
2: yet but soon uh very exciting things for next Frank you, next year and it's
1: not it's only a little bit exciting don't they only played a small part. Get super hyped! Man. <laughs> this
2: is going to be the biggest news of 2014.
0: I wrote some dialogue for a game. Other so ways. the answer is Frank is the one who's most embarrassed of his creations. Yes. <laughs> no, most I like this game.
1: I like this game. It's a genuinely
0: good game. Yeah, that quite. was just a joke. It's it's yeah, yeah. okay.
1: All right.
2: Uh, if you want to watch me talk about some dumb Disney movies with some of my friends. You could do that on Sundays on my own show, the Mickey Mess Club. Uh, this Sunday we're gonna discuss the Lion King sequels, the Lion King 2 and the Lion King One and a Half, or as it's internationally known, the Lion King Three Hakuna Matata.
0: Oh, hackmat Matt! I hear that means That's no words. But for how long? <laughs> Forever.
2: You're gonna have to watch the movies to find that out. Right.
3: That's right. I thought It sounded like you said, watch the boobies, and I was like, okay. <laughs> have to, Tim's
2: in. already on it.
3: I, I'm not going to go, you know, I mean, if, if they're going to be there, it's like, okay, I'll just, you know, I'll take a look at it.
2: I'm Alex Jaffe.
3: Uh, I'm Frank Smalley. I'm, I'm Brandon Jaffe. Oh, no, I ruined I it. out of Alphabet of Glory. Oh. Uh, done. oh, oh.
2: <laughs> and soon you'll be playing with podcasts. Who knows? You might even be right now.
3: Podcast over, yeah.